The following is a production of Galactic Netcasts. Hello and welcome to episode number 50. Ah, I suppose the truth is out there. Speaking of the truth is out there, apparently I forgot to add this at the beginning of February. So here's a link to some awesome desktop wallpaper celebrating the X-Files straight from the BBC Doctor Who team. They celebrated the return of Mulder and Scully with this picture made from a photograph taken in Bellefleur, Oregon back in September 1993. You know the one. Yes, I'm sure you do. You want to believe. Have you ever wondered what a casting director looks for? I suppose this is a hot topic, seen as we are currently looking for a new companion. Well, so we're led to believe. I say we get a different companion each week. A sort of... X-Factor for companions. Or American Idol, that sort of thing. The Beeb team's probably not sure about that. As for the Beeb team responsible, well, there's an extended interview with casting director Andy Pryor. I've added show notes and links and things like that, of course. It's quite good, especially if you've ever wondered how they do that. Now, we're all anxious for season 10 to start filming in May, but a fantastic new exhibition should help fans with the wait, as the Doctor Who Experience has a brand new exhibit opening on the 2nd of March. On display will be Davros in his hospital room. His henchman, Colony Sarf, will be joining the creator of the Daleks in all his serpentine glory. Other enemies set to feature in the exhibition include the Maya from The Girl Who Died, the creepy Sandman from Mark Gatiss's episode Sleep No More, and the Veil from the highly acclaimed Heaven Sent. Artifacts from every episode of Series 9 will be on display. From his debut, The Magician's Apprentice, I'm sort of hoping there's a pointy stick. All the way through to The Husbands of River Song, the absolutely brilliant 2015 Christmas episode. Now, folks, yes, I know that this is in Cardiff, Wales, but maybe you're planning a sci fi trip to the UK, and if so, why not stop off there for the day? You should have plenty of time. I hear that they've even built it on a rift in time and space. Who Knew and Review is a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more on this podcast, including show notes, contact info and subscription links, go to gncasts.com slash TARDIS. For other shows from Galactic Netcasts, just visit our main site, gncasts.com. You can contact us by leaving a message at 805-328-3966. Record a voice message on our website or email me at tardis at gncasts.com. You can also follow me on Twitter. My handle is WNAR underscore podcast. That's WNAR underscore podcast. I just thought I would do that bit there just for mixing it up's sake. Also, just for those of you that do your 15 minutes look forward. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, I know. 
So shut up and take my money. That is what I am saying right now. Shut, 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 shut up and take my money. Why? Are you familiar with pop vinyl figures? Well, as I read this aloud, I hear the wallets of a thousand fans groan. Funko, known for their pop vinyl figures, has just announced a brand new partnership with Playmobil. They're going to set uh, see a release of some new little six-inch replicas. If you look at the website, that's the image I've shown. Just search Playmobil Funko. So many, not just Doctor Who. You see, they've established themselves as the world's biggest manufacturer of stylized pop culture icons. Funko announced this week they'll be expanding their licensed entertainment products to Playmobil-style figures. They look sweet. Funko are Playmobil's first license, and, well, I'm sure they will bring a variety of beloved characters to fans. To start with, for Doctor Who, it's Doctor 4 and Doctor 11. Did I mention shut up and take my money? Shut, 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 shut up and take my money, Funko. Oh, I'm going to be so poor. So are you, aren't you, Brad? You're going to have no money left. Now, Maisie Williams has already had a go in the TARDIS, but now she'd rather like the top job. The Game of Thrones stars has said she would love to take over from Peter Capaldi as the next Time Lord in Doctor Who, but she feels she may be a tad busy. But she has given us her personal choice, and she thinks Idris Elba for the next Doctor. Do you know what I say? I say she's onto something. He would be fantastic! Now, as you know, the UK is possibly the most attractive place to film. Well, the UK and Canada. Wouldn't it be great as a visitor in the UK if you could take a look at where your fave shows are filmed? It's not all Doctor Who here, we have quite a lot. Whilst, you know, all Doctor Who is filmed in a quarry in Cardiff, the splendid thing to do would be to bring the map and have a look. So I've popped a link so you can print out and keep. This is the sort of things the else nerds would go wild for. Sad news, UK Doctor Who fans. Doctor Who is to leave Netflix UK. You have until May Day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Although this might not be bad news for the UK or the USA or the world for that matter. You see, the BBC is planning to launch its own streaming facility on the back of its new digital archive. News on the archive's a little bit sketchy. The one thing we do know is that it's not a subscription service. You'll only pay for what you play. The costing's going to vary. Prices from a single episode could be as much as a dollar, two dollars and the average price for a six-part series is going to be around about $8. Now, the BBC says it's going to be flexible about pricing and will keep an eye on the market price points to keep itself competitive with the likes of Amazon and Netflix. The BBC store is initially going to be available on PCs and Macs, but not immediately on televisions, although they are planning things like a series pass so you can just get all that streaming Doctor Who goodness. Of course, it is sad to lose Doctor Who on Netflix. But this, I've had a look around. This looks fantastic. And this brings us nicely on to the A 
to Z of Monsters. Continuing in the A's this week, the monster we are looking at is the Animus. Now you may be familiar with this planet, uh, this planet, this episode from the web planet. Now the origin planet I've put down here was Vortis, but as you I'm sure you know, the Animus didn't start off its life in Vortis. More on that later. What technology does it employ? Well, it's not a technology as such, but it does absorb isochrite and can master its anti-gravitic properties to create force fields and gravity beams. The Animus is an alien intelligence from an unknown planet resembling an octopus crossed with a spider or plant. It landed on the planet Vortis. It's also known as Lolgior and was a great old one from the pre-universe race known as the Lolgior. It is the only Lolgior to cross into this universe after landing on the planet Vortis. It could take over any living creature that was in contact with gold and manifested itself within an organic self-healing palace called the Carcinome. The first Doctor described the Animus as a creature of almost unimaginable power and capable of great evil. If you like what you hear, then please give us a five-star rating and write a review on iTunes. Or maybe leave a comment in the episode on Stitcher. You can help Galactic Netcast pay for our web and audio hosting by supporting us on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash galacticnetcasts and pledge as little as a dollar a month. For $3, you'll get a newsletter once a month with extra stories related to all of our podcasts. $5 gets you an extra episode of one of our podcasts exclusively to all our patrons. You can follow us on Twitter, join our Facebook group, and find us on other social media. You have been listening to a production of Galactic Netcasts. For more about this show and others, go to gncasts.com. That's G-N-C-A-S-T-S dot com. <laughs>